0: Warning, this podcast contains adult language, superpowered maids, large-chested teachers with a shotokan complex, violence, explosions, alien invaders, and mature situation. And remember, kids, like Mahuro always says, <laughs> Exactly, etchy is bad, so listener discretion is advised. Episode 47. Young teacher with large boobs and Shotokan complexes stalks young man with hot maid. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zahn. I hope you're doing well. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode, I and my various cohorts will review one to two mangas depending on the situation and give you a little bit of information about it. That way you don't go to the bookstore and say, Hey, this manga looks really cool. And you pick it up, and you flip through and it looks okay, you don't read it, you buy it, you go home, and it sucks. I do all the dirty work. I'll tell you about the characters, about the plot, how the art is, and if it's even worth buying. If you don't believe me, it's no problem. Just send me an email, spyrokin at gmail and tell me if you think I suck. And I hope that I can help you out in finding stuff that you might be interested in, even educating you a little bit. I'm starting to try not to sneeze again. My nose is a little stuffy again, my allergies. I know I sound always sick. I apologize about that. So, anyway, what is new with the Spyrokin manga Review? Not much. I've updated the website. If you look at the uh, review archive, you can actually click on there and see, of course, which of the mangas get what review, what I have reviewed, and what episode it's on. So, kind of cool. Also, I've updated some of the links, and also I have a couple polls up. You can check them out. Like I said, spirekin.podbean.com. Also, on another note, I am now officially a staff writer on the Anime3000 website. You can check out my first article on Baccano, which should be up today, which is the 22nd, and, hmm, anything else? Well, I'm also on a couple of the episodes, and I am also on Fightbait Anime and Gaming Podcast, you can check me out there, and I believe that's about it, so let us get on with some of our more interesting emails. Yes, we have emails today, we have the e-mails, and, well, a couple of them are pretty interesting. The first one we have is from someone named Janine. They don't give me an email address, but she says, kudo. Just a note, I'm loving your podcast. Love, love, love the supplementals with anime music. I just heard number 34, and it reminds me of how much I love Roni Kenshin and the music. All the other choices are great. Some I've never heard before. I've read Liar Game because you reviewed it and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I saw Crayon Shinchan on Cartoon Network and thought, crap, this isn't the Crayon shinchan I know. I was just introduced to a magazine called Manga Juno, a long time ago. Caught your view. picked up the manga, and smiling again. The manga is great, I get a kick out of the rap with the, the parental advisory sticker and mature rating. Uh, you probably have Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service, right? Next, I'll be picking up MPT Cycle, thanks to you saying you're enjoying it. Uh, the one new one that caught my ASA Oni-san? Yeah, I like weird stuff. And how about reviewing some old stuff from... Yoshihiro Tatsumi. I just learned about him today. Drifting life has got to be better than drifting classroom. I'm sort of coming back into manga, so if I think of any ideas, I'll let you know, and I hope you're looking for suggestions, and I hope you can find some new finds. Thanks, and keep it up. Well, Janine, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. So, if you have any emails you want to send me, spyrokin at gmail.com, or if you don't want to send it there, you can send it to my personal email, zan.spyarkin And the other real email is actually from, of course, the ever-wonderful and awesome Sass Master General, and he just leaves me a little comment about the supplemental episode G, the top 50 anime opening, closing, and background music of all time, part 4. I agree with your choice of number 11, June. I'm watching Kermarty High School on Anime Network, VOD, one of the few times I have <laughs> Oh, nut bunnies sorry about that had to sneeze yeah sorry about that my nose just need to be cleaned a little bit anyway so that's about it for the emails if you have any emails send me your messages or comments concerns rants raves or anything else just like I said send me an email uh, also you can voicemail me at 206-426-6665 that again is 206-426-MONK so now that that's over with, let us get on with our usual news topic. I've got a couple of interesting ones, and I'll start off with one which you guys are gonna flip out about, or maybe not. Now, for those who don't know, I'm a huge fan of Koihiko Azuma's Azumanga Daio manga. It's actually the second manga I reviewed. I've really enjoyed it, and I have the collection. And I found that they're re-releasing it with a new company. And what's gonna happen is that actually. Koyohiko is actually creating 16 pages of new Azumanga Daio art for each episode of the new 10th edition of the Shonen Sunday Magazine. Ironically, which is going to be the first issue that's going to have the new Miko Takahashi series. And so it's going to have 10 new... It's actually three installments of 16 pages and it's gonna be between May and July, so that's kinda of cool, so more hours of manga that I have to see if I get a hold of that somehow. If anyone has the scans and can send me an email, that'd be pretty cool. Okay, next one is a little bit more meh, not much. Okay, because for those of you who don't know, there's a very strange, unusual manga called Pony Pony, which became Pony Pony Dash in the United States, and Pony Pony is this gag comic about this 11-year-old prodigy from Columbia University who ends up teaching a very strange class in Japan It was created by Hikaru Hikawa and if you don't know this the manga has the main character, the teacher, dressed up in different things like the first cover is from Cobra from, it's the movie Cobra which is starring Sylvester Stallone another one has her dressed up as Bruce Lee, another one has her as the scientist well Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. Anyway, so Pretty much, they're ending this series. It's done. They're gonna do an episode zero and then finished. So after about what is it, 159 installments, 12 chapters in nine years, it's gonna be kind of sad, you know. They're ending a really good series, and well, maybe I will review it one of these days, sometime soon. Now on to some absurd news. Now, for those who don't know, there's this publishing company called Future USA. They've made Maximum PC, Nintendo Power, Guitar World, they make all these lifestyle and gaming magazines. And they've just published their second issue of Future Anime Magazine. The editor-in-chief is actually the original editor-in-chief of Newtype USA, and they have a lot of older people and... So, they're releasing this new magazine which has 12 posters, no DVD, and it's got a cover which has Mobile Suit Gundam 00. So, they're releasing a second one because the first one sold so well, so we might have another interesting, you know, we might have a new series coming out, a new magazine for us anime fans. Remember, Anime Insider ended last month, so we don't know how this magazine's going to We don't know how this magazine is going to end up, so we'll see what happens. And I know I'm just repeating myself and sound like a moron. I apologize. I'm trying to be more articulate, and I am not. So, anyway, let's get on with it. Now the final piece of news. And yes, I know I promised I wouldn't talk about this again, so please forgive me. Now, remember, I said I wasn't going to talk about this anymore until it was released in the United States. But yes, Rumiko Takahashi's Rin manga, which is also known as Kyoke no Rin, was going to be released in Japan on April 22nd and I said that I would talk about it when it's released in America. Well it's actually being released in America on April 22nd. What happened is that Viz Media has opened up this website called therumicworld.com and what's going to happen is the minute that it's released which is today later today they're going to have a website is going to open up and it's going to actually have the first installment of the chapter and each chapter that comes out they're going to have it on this website and see how it does so, hey, I can now review this early, or should I? Send me an, am- an email if you think that I should review this early. Just keep reviewing the first couple of chapters, tell you what I think about it, and then I can review the whole series later on as a segment in the show. Because I'm reading it either way, but I want to know what you guys think of I should give you my interpretations and just feelings about how she's going with this new series or not. And, well, I think that's about it for this manga for now. So we will stop talking about Rumiko Takahashi's Kyoukai no Rin and let us get on with the review what you guys have been waiting for for this episode. So, yes. So, for those of you who remember from the last episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga and it dictated unto me that I was going to review a pretty interesting series this episode. And after Fightbait laughed at me for about 25 minutes, which I had to cut out because it was way too long, don't ask why, I spun it. And, well, I've gotten a pretty interesting manga to review this week, so let me start it off. So, for this week, I'm going to be reviewing an unusual manga, a sci-fi, comedy, drama, psychological harem. So, this week, I'm reviewing Mahoromatic by Bunjuri Nakayama and illustrated by Bao Titama. Originally published by Wani Books and currently being released in the United States, by Tokyo Pop. It was originally released in 1998 through 2004. There's eight volumes and it's a set in. And, uh, and there are two anime series and a lot of interesting backstory and musical CDs about this series. Now, first off, let me describe the cover. Very simple cover, white, with the main character Mahiro on it, and it's very misleading. Now, this is one of the most unusual things I've ever come across when reading a Takaban. When the cover has nothing to do with the first couple pages. Cause sometimes you have some inclination that this is about this series is gonna be about this. You have a set, you know, idea of what's gonna happen. You have you you're waiting and you know this is gonna be what's gonna happen when you read this. And I was pleasantly surprised it wasn't what I thought it was, which is pretty good. So anyway, let me get into what I'm talking about. Now When you first open this up, you think, oh, it's going to be some mage who's going to be laughing, going, hee 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 hee. No. The first page is a huge, giant battle between two beings shooting beams and blowing shit up. So that made me very happy, especially with the whole sci fi action violence act. I was like, cool, this looks awesome. And, well, let me set up the stage for you. It is the 1980s. And. Apparently there is an alien invasion by this group that's known as SAINT. And they're currently trying to take over... Not even take, they're trying to invade the world. And what happens is there's is a secret organization known as Vesper that's combating these alien invaders with androids. Various different types, they look different. Some look like dragons, some look like wolves, some look like badgers, and some look like humans. And they're most battle-ready and their senior veteran android fighter is code V1046-R Mahiro and Mahiro has been fighting the good fight for the last nine years and she's one of their older models and what happens is that due to a singularity within her power core she's losing power severely and if she keeps fighting the good fight, if she keeps battling these androids at full capacity She's gonna run out of power within 38 days. So they say, look, here's the deal. You have done so much for us, Maharo. You're one of our most valued commodities, our most valued and treasured soldiers. We're gonna give you a retirement package because we like what you do. What's gonna happen is we are gonna depower all of your extra equipment. Anything that's not vital to your survival, And what happened is that's going to lengthen out your time of existence to 398 days. So that's how long you have to live because your lifespan is pretty much very limited at this point. And you can do whatever you want. We're going to let you do whatever you want to do because you've done so much. This is your retirement. We hope you enjoy it. So when they ask her what she wants to do, Mahiro says, Well, what I want to do, I'm going to be uh, seeing cuts. So, let's introduce the other protagonist of the series, Suguru Misato. Now, Suguru is this young guy, glasses, and unlike most other glass-wearing characters, he's actually pretty popular in his class, and he's really enjoyable. And what we've learned is that he's looking for a maid. Turns out he lives alone in a very big house, and his friend's like, you're getting a maid to do naughty things with her, right? <laughs> it's like, No, I'm not doing that, I'm just looking for a maid because my house is a shithole. I mean, he doesn't say that, but, you know, his house is a shithole. I mean, it looks like a bomb fell. You have... The food's been in there for the last three years. You have dirt on the ground. I mean, it's not as bad as, say, Nodame from Nodame Cantable's house, but she had a one-room apartment. He has a two-floor house, and it's trashed completely. You have newspapers wrapped up and his room. Looks like, well, my room. But, anyway. So... He tells his friends after school, I'm going to go meet this new applicant for the maid position and hopefully she'll work out and I'll get a maid and things will be a little easier on me. So, he gets on the bus to go home, because he lives kind of far from the school, it's not walking distance, because, you know, it's not economically safe to be driving to school in Japan, because it will cause blah. Anyway, I was going somewhere with that, but I forgot. So, anyway, what happens is he's on the bus, getting on there, and he sees behind the passenger, well, behind the Front driver's seat, he sees this very attractive woman in a maid outfit. It's like, she's kind of cute. I wonder if she works in a maid cafe. Oh, well, speaking of maids, I better figure out what I'm going to say to this applicant. And as he's sitting down, he's looking at this maid, the girl who's in the maid office. He's like, I wonder if she's the maid. Nah, that's impossible. And then he has a daydream about this maid being very maid like, if you know what I mean. Like, pretty much what the protagonist, well, he's not even a protagonist, the main villain of He Is My Master would have his maids do, you know, do very naughty things, and he's very happy about that. And as he's daydreaming, suddenly he hears Everybody freeze! Psh! Yep, you got it. There is a bus jacking. These two idiots have taken over the bus, and they're driving away, and they're having all the women strip, and they're going to throw all the men off the bus. And as they're doing that, he has all the women strip, and the maid is kind of acting unusual. She's like, well, can I just strip for everyone else? No, everyone else has their strip too. And as they're, you know, taking over the bus, Suguru has a moment of clarity, and he's like, I'm going to do the right thing. And he says, you guys should stop that. You shouldn't do that. It's not right. Stop it. And they say, we're going to kill you. And the minute they point the gun at him, the maid, who's now naked, very flat-chested, by the way, she says, stop. You're not going to touch a hair on him. And they're like, I'm going to fucking kill you. It's like, that's highly unlikely. And the guy shoots her three times. The next scene you see is a guy's jaw drop. Goes to the next panel, and you see the maid. Who it's now obvious who she is, it's Mahiro. With three bullets between her fingers. He's like, you monster! I'm not a monster. He passes out from the fright, and the other guy, the guy who's driving the bus now, freaks out. He runs away, and so she asks if Seguru's okay. He's like, oh, okay, Uh, uh, who's driving the bus? And bam, the bus breaks into the fucking building, and well, everything's all pandemonium and crazy, and Mahoro's like, uh, thanks for the job. Well, thank you for your assistance. I have to go now. Don't tell anyone you saw me, okay? She disappears, and so seguru's left with all these other people to kind of figure out what the hell's going on. After being briefed by the police, he's like, "Ah, oh, such a crazy day. I wonder if I'll ever see her again." Yeah. And so he goes to his large house, and as he's walking the door, he hears humming and singing around his garden. So he's like, well, "What's that about?" So he goes behind the house, and what does he see? He sees playing with his puppy, the robot. Yep, he sees Mahiro, and she's like. Oh, hello, Um, I forgot to tell you, my name is Mahiro. I am from the Vesper Maid Service. I'm here to become your maid. It's like, what? So after a tedious first night where, well, she sees how horrible the house is and he helps her, you know, she cleans up, and then after a pretty interesting bath moment where she washes him and whatnot, he ends up hiring her as a full-time maid. And it's all happy. And this is where it gets really interesting, because you introduce... Mahiro's dynamic with all the other people because Mahiro doesn't lie. She's very innocent. I mean, she has a lot of artillery. She keeps playing out a gun occasionally, but she's very innocent at times, but she can be very deadly too. So that's one of the cool things about it. So you're probably asking, why is this android working as the maid for this kid? Why'd she want to do this? Well, as it's revealed later, that Mahiro is the reason why Suguru doesn't have a father. Well, Suguru's father and mother both have died, so Suguru's alone. His mother died like 5 years ago and his father died mysteriously. And he believed it was he died on a business trip and what happened was that during one of the situations, the supreme commander Misato's father got kidnapped and Mahiro had to shoot him and to kill the sane agent who was holding him hostage so she killed him. And she feels very, very guilty about this. And she's like, I just want to take care of him. But the thing is, it's not just that. She really does care about him. And that's kind of cool. I like that really much. And she brings a lot of other characters. Like, she has this thing called the Sylphide, which is her wings that appear when she wants to travel. She also has a BMW, which in one episode she's driving around it, and this one character's like, you have a BMW? Is that your car? I'm like, yeah, that's my car. I'm like, you're, you're an evil person. Because I can't afford a, a Vespa motorcycle. It's, you know, pretty cool with the whole way that they do how she has money and whatnot, but she acts so weird. Like, she dresses funny. Like, sometimes she'll change her costume to just fit the situation. Like, she's dressed up as a stereotypical maid most of the time, but occasionally she'll change. Like, there's one time they they're trying to solve there's a ghost in the school and she dressed up like a miko a, a shrine priestess and another time you flash back to when she's in combat and she's dressed up as a tree so no one could find her like she goes all out when she dresses up and let's get on with some of the other characters so I can introduce you well one of the first characters you really do meet is Shikijo-sensei. Now Shikijo is Suguru's teacher and she is a 25-year-old woman with very large breasts. And I'm talking huge. And she has this, well, she has an extreme Shota complex. She's a Shotakan, meaning unlike a loli who's a guy who's obsessed with young women, she is a woman who's obsessed with young boys. And pretty much the entire series she's trying to seduce Suguru, she wants, well, to have his kid, she wants to nail him like there's no problem, and she is madly in love with him, and she just wants to have sex with him a lot. And, well, she's also a heavy drinker, and she's always broke. She's very jealous of Maharo's very interesting life with Suguru and wants to move in. After the first quote-unquote home visit, she ends up coming over every night to have dinner there and also to flirt with Guru and try and get in his pants somehow. And you see her boobs a lot. There's a lot of nudity in this. There's a lot of fan service in it. I mean, not just boobs, but you do have the panty flashes and you do have a lot of the compromising situations. And you do have some other characters. You have of course the triomatic group. There are these three girls who are always around who are like his best friends that are best girlfriends and they all are in love with him. One is this tomboy named Yuki and her family by they own, the, this, uh, well, they own a public bathhouse and what happens is they've known Suguru since he was a young boy and they consider him part of the family and she's in love with him. The next one is this tall girl named Rin and she's a martial artist and she's got, well, out of the three girls she has the biggest tits out of all of them. And she's just very wealthy and typical wealthy tall girl athletic so on and so forth. And the last girl is Chizuko and she's this, well, short blonde haired insane person. I mean she's able to identify food. That's the running joke is that she could taste food say, oh this is from the blah 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 blah, blah restaurant on blah, blah 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 street. It's a little creepy at times. And then other two characters you really have are you have his two friends. One is Kiyomi and the other one is Yoshimi and they're just two perverts who enjoy looking at dirty magazines, and they share it with Seguru. And of course, he constantly tries to hide them, which is, like I said, a running gag in the series, is that she's always trying to clean the house, and whenever she comes to his room, she finds porn. And immediately she's like, Echi na no wa ikote onimisi, which means, I think dirty thoughts are bad. And she's trying to constantly remove the porn from him because it's a bad influence on him he's trying to hide it always and whenever she catches him he's running away He's like no don't take my porn away which is weird because he's living with a hot maid anyway that's one of the interesting things about this series is that it's self-aware of the fact that etchy. because in most anime they don't really condone etchy or hentai it's just oh you're a hentai and runs away but in this Mahoro openly condones hentai and etchy, and she isn't being ridiculed by her creators and she's not being naive and it's there's a lot of etchy humor in this it's I mean it's well done in it and it makes you laugh more than blush and it's just really truly exaggerated it's not supposed to be sexy it's supposed to be just absurd I mean like there's one where Mahiro is obsessed with her boobs she wants her boobs to be bigger and she's embarrassed because you know the teacher has huge tits and she has these very she's very flat chested and she buys this device which you know those devices you see which is essentially a vacuum cleaner you put it on it makes you have boobs and what happens is that she buys it it doesn't work on her And surprisingly, it works on everyone else, including Suguru. You see, and the teacher, and they all have big boobs, and it's a huge running. "Ah, What am I gonna do? And it's kind of cute, and it's just very well. It's it works. The that type of humor works. It's not overly bashing your head with this is perverted. This is perverted. It works with the dynamic, and this it's not all just made. Oh, what's gonna happen with Mahoro and whatnot? Because As I said before, she has 398 days to live. So there's a deadline as to how long this is going to go on. It's not going to go on forever. She has about a year, roughly. And there's a lot of times you read it, and you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? What's over? Because Suguru doesn't have a family. She's becoming his family, and he's fallen in love with her as a family member, and she's part of his life. What's going to happen when she's gone? How's he going to feel about that? Because she hasn't told them he's gonna be without her within 300 X days you know it's like at one point he's talking about how the summer's horrible because he's never had anyone to enjoy it with he's his parents have died and he's never had the fun to do this and she's with him and he's actually having fun he's really happy he's like we'll do this again next year and have a lot of fun and you just see the panel just it's heartbreaking you see her just sit there and say I'd like to come back next year and that's where the chapter ends and it says on the bottom days left until Mahiro is deactivated 298 it's kinda sad. It's like that one I told you about I- It has that type of melancholy just you know something horrible's going to happen at the end and it's going to be a bittersweet ending. Art style is pretty good. I mean I could go over all the little jokes and things but some of the art styles are really well done. I mean the designs for the mech armor and some of the invading aliens are very unique, different and inspired. And some of the weapons are truly well designed. The naked shots are very over exaggerated and some of them are interesting. Uh, the teacher, she is just she's top notch. Well, I wish I had a teacher like that when I was a kid. Really do. You know, one who tries to openly seduce you and has huge boobs and wears very tight clothes. I think that'd be kind of fun. But anyway, Taking a hole for myself, aren't I? So. Writing style is pretty unique, pretty different. I've only been able to get a little bit into it. Haven't gotten too far in it, haven't read any further in it. At the end of it another Android showed up, but this Android's actually from the Saints organization, the Alien Invaders, so I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Should be pretty cool. Now, will I read this again? Eh, I might. It's pretty unique and, well, it's a harem series, but it's not bad. Now one thing I do have to say though is, despite the fact that I've been defending that this is a very unique and different story, with the fact that it's a maid story with giant robots and there's this whole angle about her dying, it's still just a harem maid show. Can be Gussied up like that, but it's still just a maid show, and there's no problem with that because it does work. Is it super great? Is it awesome? Is it burn page worthy? Is it, I have to read the next page? No, not really. So, for Maho Romantic, I'm going to give this a Gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. I mean, it's good. It's enjoyable. I like a lot the way that they tackle a lot of the humor. I enjoy some of the really funny gags they do, especially like the Maho's obsession when trying to get bigger boobs. Like she constantly t- sends letters to Vesper saying, I like to request to have breast augmentation, to have bigger breasts, and they say, Denied! So they're never gonna make her have big boobs. and It's one of the constant things, and I like that. I find it funny. I like the fact that when they first find out about Mahoro, all these people are throwing notes at him saying, I hate you, tell me more about him, what are you doing with her? And they come up with this really horrible scenario that he's having sex with her, and she's teaching him all these naughty things, and he's beating her, and that's pretty funny. I especially like the fact that it has that limited time, it's not going to be going on forever. They have a set time when it's going to end when Mahoro is deactivated, and that's a very unique concept to manga. It gives you a set date when it's going to end. It's like what they did with Cerberus where they said in the first episode. It's going to end with episode 50, the 50th issue, and Cerberus is going to end penniless alone and he's going to die in the last issue. And that's what happens. And this is giving you, okay, we know she's going to die, but what's going to happen during that time? We'll see what happens. Go back and read this further, but like I said, it's okay. I don't have to. I'd say if you have a chance, just check it out. It's worth just perusing through it's not bad it's just it could be a little more I would like a little more in-depth something to it like something of the harem series I enjoy they just have something else to it that I just am liking a lot more cuz I don't know anyway ah so I've reviewed Mahoromatic can you believe it 47 reviews I've done well use with some you got times by two. but so I have reviewed about 47 times I've done reviews and whatnot and it's been pretty cool we're almost up to that big 50 I'm almost 50 years old, 50 episodes old, I'm an old man. Either way. So, is there anything else going on with the Spyrican manga view? Well, of course we have our two contests, the design, a opening, promo, or background. For that, check out the website, and click under contest, and it'll give you some information on what you have to do for that. We are still looking for the voice of the Wheel of Manga, even though that contest technically is over, I'm still looking for someone just to help me with that, so send me an email on what you think, or why you should be the voice of the Wheel of Manga, and we'll see you what we can do. Also, remember, this Saturday we're going to have the last, the top 10 of the top 50 anime opening and closing background musics of all time, according to various people. So check out that supplemental. It's going to be really cool, and I think that you guys are going to enjoy the top 10. Believe you me. And one more thing before I forget remember, on the 2nd of May, which is the Saturday coming up, I will be at the Sukura Matsui at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens, www.bbg.org. Check it out and I'll be there Saturday. If you can find me, I'll give you free manga. I'll be carrying manga on me, so that'll be kind of cool. Remember, that's the Brooklyn Botanical Garden for the Sakura Matsui, and that's in Brooklyn. You can check it out, bbg.org. If you are in the New York area, I will be there. Either way, it's a really cool thing to go to. It's fun. It's relaxing. You see the cherry blossoms. You see a lot of the more relaxing art. You see some of the sugar cranes. You see sushi pillows. You see a lot of other pretty fun and unique things, and it's just a nice day out and for manga fans we usually don't go out so it's a nice thing to do if you do have allergies please note it is in a, a garden so there's a lot of pollen and other things okay well I believe that's about it so anyway and with that note we are up to the final segment the final part of the spark and manga view that part you've all been waiting for the one the only the, the only MANGA! Yes, friends of the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Pretty much what it is, the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots. And what I've done is I've assigned ten titles to each slot. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's going to be the Manga i review for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga and see what it's going to be for the next episode. That was a nice spin. And I've gotten number six. And what is number six? Ooh, no. Okay. So for the next episode of the Spyric and Monger Review, which is going to be next Tuesday, actually, because next week you're going to get a special two-for-one deal. I'll tell you about that later. But, what's going to happen is that I'm going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spyric and Monger Review Wallflower. Yay! A yaoi gay fest with creepy people. So, that's pretty cool, so I'll be reviewing Wallflower number 48 of the Sparkin Monger Review and, believe yeah, that's it for this episode, not much else. You can contact me at sparkin at gmail.com, zan dot at gmail dot com. You can check me out on Twitter at Sparkin, I'm always on, always writing something, giving you some update. Check me out at anime three thousand and you can call me at two oh six four two six 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 five. That again is two oh six four two six monk. I'm also on iTunes and I'm on podcast pickle. Leave me a review. I want something. I know you guys are listening, I know there's more of you out there, so Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Hope you guys are having a good time. So, as usual, this is the Spyro Mugger Review. I'm your host, Zod, I'm Gonsville.